Professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. The Big Guy Ryback feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with Big Guy, Big Guy Ryback starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and today I am talking with Matt Morgan, the mayor of Longwood, Florida, former WWE superstar TNA wrestling superstar. We're going to talk about, we're going to get into it here, talking about the coronavirus meeting at OVW, being the mayor, diet, working out, and just uh, law of attraction, positivity. Just, I really think you guys are going to dig this conversation uh, with Matt. And uh, it was a pleasure here getting uh, to speak to the mayor. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Morgan. What's going on? Oh, just uh, getting home here. What are you, are you going to early in the morning? Yeah. No, I mean, today I did, yeah. But each day is different, honestly. Each day, like, no two days are really the same. Really? When did you start? I mean, you're mayor now. That's the responsibilities with that, I imagine. But is it, it could be pretty hectic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like we just found out that one of our residents, I was at a school in a different city, giving a motivational speech. And as I'm taking the stage and just scrolling through some of my notes, chief of police shooting me a text message saying that, you know, one of our uh, residents just got back from Egypt and uh, has um, the coronavirus. And uh, so expect a lot of, you know, phone calls and whatnot from the media. So, like, that's an example. If it's not that today, it's somebody running across the railroad tracks, even though they know it's not a good idea to do so, and something bad happening to them. Or it's literally something new every day. It really is. I was curious. I wanted to talk to you about that, everything going on with this, because it is, to me, it's, it's strange it's in a way. Um, it's obviously, it's extremely concerning, just uh, the way everything's going on. And I can't imagine being in your position with all of this. And, and I don't know. I'm curious on just your thoughts on this in general, what's going on, because it, it's, to me, it's pretty wild. It is. At first, I'll, I'll be honest. I, uh, you know, the, the old tough guy, ah, this is the media blowing things out of proportion. Yeah. That's what they do. Then by the same token, it's like, well, it's not really what you think any longer, Matt. It's about what your residents think mm -hmm. and are they up in arms? Are they this worried? Are they concerned? But all that kind of thing. And you got to take that into account. And, but I still believe no matter what this is, because again, it changes every day as we know with this coronavirus, you got to be able to, you know, be malleable with it. You got to be able to uh, be, be flexible and move with it as it's moving so quickly. And no matter what, just be try to be as as calm as humanly possible and not get too 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 uh, uh over the top with it because that doesn't do anybody any good no i mean that and you said it's great there it, it's obviously this isn't about any just one person and it's and how the media is handling and whatnot and, and things and they do what they do but right. it's is something like this and with big we're seeing it now with the shows and the, with the nba i think the nhl is getting ready to suspend oh, the really? season and, and then i know Man. the wrestlemania is up and up in the air which 
I'll go on record and say I think it's going to be 100% canceled. The way that everything is going has to. They can't, absolutely. But we're seeing cities in different parts of Italy and like LA now has restrictions going on. LA count parts of LA. I'm just like, it's it's troubling because it starts from when when you start shutting down parts of the world. It it's how long can you sustain that from an economic standpoint? And we're seeing like the stock market has crashed. We're seeing big businesses are now being affected, and that's only going to trickle down. And and I and I don't know what the play is because I don't know. Supposedly, it's a ninety eight percent success rate that you're, you're most likely going to be all right. But obviously, there are deaths in this. It's like, do we shut down the world to try to <laughs> control this, which can have much, much? I feel what's bigger. the uh, bigger consequences uh, long term or or because. Yep. But you know, yep. again, but you got to be you got to be compassionate because old people, people with weakened immune systems. That's a very real threat to them. So we can't just say, well, screw it. Let's just, you know, it, it, but what do you do? Because then we have all these things. It's, do we shut the mail service down eventually, which now impacts my wow. business? And that's what I, because it's the way the media is handling it. It's like if one person from an Amazon delivery passes that on or USPS to somebody and they and the media runs with it, they're going to shut down the mail service, which is going to then, it, it's not just, I'm looking at this from a, uh, how long can we sustain this? So do we want to go down that road? Because even a vaccine that they supposedly are hearing different things that they, they might have a few possible things. They need to go through human trials, which take months. It's uh, can we afford to shut down everything for months? Absolutely not. Uh, and no. so that's where I look at it. I'm like that no. it's, are we better just letting the virus go? Majority of people be okay. It's absolutely horrifying and disastrous. I don't know. And I don't think anyone has the answer, quite frankly. No, no, nobody. And that's true. Nobody really can. The only thing you can really do is um, try to remain sustainable as much as humanly possible. You continue to hear people say, you know, make jokes out of it, but overly, you know, but you got to be serious about this. Overly washing your hands. Try not to be rude to people by, you know, my job. So many people's hands just shake. Today I went to a school, like I was telling you earlier. And every teacher I wanted to shake hands, I always give hugs and stuff. I, I couldn't do that either because you, you don't know what they think, right? They may not want you to hug them or shake hands with them either and whatnot. But in the interim, it's like, I, I think that there's no question we'll, we'll, they will make this vaccine. Absolutely. Um, we'll, yeah, it'll be, I don't want to, you know, minimize it, obviously, and treat it like any other uh, flu or other uh, diseases out there, right? But at some point or another, this is how it's always worked. Over, We just haven't had it experienced in our lifetime where there was this this disease out there, this sickness out there that we didn't actually have a cure for, per se, this fast, right? You know, I mean, if you look at HIV today, right? Remember when Magic Johnson first got HIV? I remember bawling. It was like the worst day of my life ever, right? And I thought he was going to die and whatnot because it was considered a death sentence back in the day. And now they they have, um, I was just talking to one of the teachers from that school today, ironically. And um, it was, he was telling me about um, a friend that uh, takes the medication for it, has lived a very, very happy, healthy life. And is, you know, it's just crazy what is out there. And I hope, fingers crossed, obviously, they're able to do this faster with this, with a vaccine. Well, I mean, it's, it's a worldwide problem. So having, and was looking on, because I'm trying to stay up to date on this now. I remember a month ago when I saw this, I go, I remember talking to my parents, talking to my dad, and I go, this is bad. I go, this like needs to be 
like we, we couldn't contain it when it was at a very small number in a, in a yes. small portion of the world. And now it is, we've, but it's like my, I That's don't know. It right it's like, do we stop it interstate right travel if we're really trying to control it? Or it's like, because I feel like, okay, canceling big event, it's still going to spread though. Like, and I've seen it in Vegas. It went from one to five, going to jump to 10 or 15. And it's just the way that it, it's, it's happened all around the world. And it, it is concerning though. And I look at when they shut down, I'm like, my thing is when you start shutting down things, most of the world in the world in the United States, most people live week to week financially. Most people don't have a, a safety sure. nest and, and it's a very concerning thing. And when food starts becoming scarce and we start and like we I've seen in Italy, they have parts where they got queues where the people are acting very orderly and controlled at, at the time, waiting patiently. They're keeping the bakeries and the grocery stores open, but everything else has been shut down in, in certain parts. And Surely, I feel like that's going to be the way that this is being played out. That's going to continue in other areas as this becomes worse. And it's like, I always look at it like from a, a violent standpoint with people. And because when people want food or want things and we're not at that point, I'm just saying, how long could we do this for? I don't know. Before that hey, stuff hey. becomes an issue, it is concerning to me. You hit the nail on the head, though, as far as uh, – and really quick, I just want to uh, cl- make one thing clear with what I said uh, one of our own residents. One of our own residents here in Longwood has a presumptive diagnosis okay. is what they call it. From He was in Egypt and seems to have the symptoms of it, waiting on getting the test results back. But but um, what you said, you hit the nail on the head, man. It's like if we if – we're worried about how fast this thing's going to spread and we couldn't contain it when it was just where it was, where this first started, right? Yep. What in the world is it going to look like a week from now, two weeks from now, three weeks from now? Every day this thing is moving 100 miles an hour, yeah. you know? So I I don't know. I, I do believe we'll be all right, though. I do believe we'll pull through this. Yeah. No, we have to. You got you to gotta trust the process. And I don't think a lot of people out. fear the virus as much. I, I think it's the... And then you know, there are people, obviously. I think the, and from the majority of people I talk to and the reasonable people, it's kind of like mm-hmm. everyone's like, it, it's the things that are happening outside of it. When, you know, for me, and just looking at the stock market and how, and like things, watching things crash, I'm like, man, it, it's tough to watch uh, on that yeah. end. But I, I look at him like, man, in two weeks, yes. like, it, it could be completely okay and we could be at all time highs, or it can be. Way worse. Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent right. Yeah, right. And it's so, so right. I can't imagine being in. You got to be in such a position, being an authoritative figure to people for for comfort too, and things of this because everyone wants answers and everyone and there's not necessarily one great answer for this other than just take the precautions and. Yep. Take the precautions, think, and not to sound corny, and I mean, I know me and you have this in common, I was telling you about this earlier, when we were shooting back and forth messages, you know, not to sound cheesy or corny, but, you know, the, the art of positive thinking as well, right? Yeah. There's nothing that, not to get all biblical either, but there ain't nothing God's going to put on us that we can't handle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and we will pull through this. And if there are people out there that, I do have people in my family, for example, that are freaking out big time over this, and I have others that, laugh it off and be like, ah, oh, that's the media. It's a conspiracy. Blah, blah, blah. It's every four years. This happens. Come on, Matt, you know, that thing. And so I just think my job as mayor is always to stay in the middle of that, you know, right in the middle and yeah. just try to be that common, calming voice, or even the, the, the calming ears just to shut my mouth and listen to the person, get what they got to get out. Right. Absolutely. No. It, have you seen two down there with people stocking up in the grocery stores? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. 
It's uh, and I know people. We make everyone makes jokes about it and stuff, but I'm looking at it and I'm seeing it when when restrictions start getting put on people going out. It's I ordered a bunch of stuff from Costco the other day and had it just delivered this morning just to just be safe because. How's that going to hurt, right? It, it had beans hurt. and rice, things that it can last for quite a bit. Just I ordered a bunch of my Smart. protein powders just to have them. Just Smart. It, because if I can't go out, if there are restrictions on it and it, or it does become complicated, you at least want to have a certain little <laughs> safety nest there with that. But I, so, I ultimately think it's going to be all right. Uh, but So check this out. So I just uh, – I know we'll move on to other stuff, but real quick before we finish this conversation on this subject, man, you, you'll appreciate this. So just right before I went on here – I just got home, ran into the house real quick, said hi to my wife. And I was like, uh, you know, she's my guiding force usually, right? And I was like, so what do you think about the gym tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Matt, that's like the number one spot where all the people, you know, the bacteria and other, you know, they don't clean the machines. And I'm like, I'm going to go berserk without it. Yeah. You know better than anybody, man. That's our shrink's couch. That's our shrink couch. Yes. I'm going to go b- bonkers without it. I so luckily, man. I I have my gym at the house. I've been I trained oh, here today. I yes. I uh, yes. I built it when in WWE because I'm so busy all the time and going out. That way, I could just work out when I was home the day and a half and get a couple oh, good workouts in. Man, so it's been my saving grace. I and I got so all these smart. other things. I, I was making jokes. <laughs> like I put a thing on on my Instagram. I go, uh, I'm going to be when the gym shut down here in Vegas. Men, hundred dollars a day. Ladies, train free. <laughs> Tremendous. And I legit getting DMs like crazy. I go, this is absurd. Then uh, I go, this gym is, I'll find one way or another. My business can get shut down, everything. I'll, I'll let my hair grow out. I'll do, I'll do Ryback, let my hair grow out, my beard grow out, and do positive messages on YouTube every day. And I'll start charging daily for my gym. I'll have Lysol cans available. I'll make it work one way or the other. <laughs> Oh my God! You'd actually crush it too, though, dude. You would. No, it's <laughs> uh, man. I met you know, to in, in to move on. So we're not. Is it not just? The, yeah. I'm sure people don't want to just hear about this at all times. The Corona and everything <laughs> going on. The uh, tune in not to talk about that. The uh, right. there's other shows for that. I first met you, I think, in OVW when uh, you were down there. I was sent to Deep South, but they sent me to OVW because uh, I started getting paid. And then Tommy Dreamer, I think, was in charge. And, and he goes, you want to go to OVW for a month? And I go, yeah, sure, let's go. And, man, I, I remember I just got off. I did the Tough Enough deal and had pneumonia and, and bronchitis. And lost. I lost quite a bit of weight. And I went down there. But I remember just seeing you and just, Jesus, man, like a monster. And uh, <laughs> I think we might have done one drill or, or something. I think I took a big boot from you, actually, very early on in one of Al oh, Snow's man. drills. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, completely fine. Everything was great. And, but I just remember being so new to everything and, and never feeling like small or anything. And then going down there and then in pro wrestling, 6'2 isn't anything. It, it, I mean, it, it's, there's, now it is. I mean, today's wrestling is a little different, but just a giant. Remember, hey, bro, I also remember seeing you at the LAC as well. That's right. And you weren't, and you weren't small, dude. You're freaking huge. I remember walking out. My wife was with me. She wasn't my wife yet. And I remember walking out and even, I remember like yesterday even saying that to her. But real quick, my first day at OBW, I was at the old, old arena in Indiana. And it was in a sh- just a dump of a place, right? But we loved it. And uh, walk into it, right? And like the first person I saw was freaking Cena. Shelton Benjamin was right behind him. But then there's Batista, Jeez. Sean O'Hare, Jindrak. 
these guys are all just humongous, yep. especially Batista. Dude, Batista was like 340. I remember hearing and this. It was ridiculous. What you what we saw him in Evolution, I'm telling you right now, he was maybe about 75% of the size. He slimmed down he a lot when he eventually went up. For, I always remember when I said that. I go, yeah. what? <laughs> Dude, it's ridiculous. I've never seen any human being look like that in person because he was tall, too. And I'm telling all my friends, like, oh, wait to see this Leviathan. This is a surefire future heavyweight champion. To calling all my boys at home and texting them, you know, because I'm still new. You know, you know what it's like when you first sign up. You're, you're, you're a wrestling fan like I am. It's exciting. Yeah. You know, but like, dude, he changed his look completely and they changed his carry or whatever. But like, he was huge. So I know what you're talking about. I walked in going, oh, boy, I really hit the weights here. That man, I was always, and, and I started working, I was young, and I never, and like, I remember though, and I always talk openly about it, is I didn't start doing stuff and as far as like steroids, and I did them very mildly. I never had, luckily, never had to do a lot, but I did them when I sent my stuff in for Tough Enough, was the reason why I did it, because I saw like on TV, I was like, man, I need to be, and I was already 240, 245 on my own, but in my head, I was like, no, I got to, just looking at these. It is an insecure mindset ultimately, and the more I've learned, and, and, and but at that time it wasn't there was no drug testing and things. But I just remember, and I stopped after tough enough because I did a thing and did it for tough enough and, and very mild. But then I remember I went to OBW and I'd stopped and I got sick and I lost weight. And then, but like people then make joke or say things, oh, you're way smaller and things. And but then you see these other guys and like just monsters. In pro wrestling, it was a different time. Yeah. So I know what yeah. you're talking about. And, and like, just those guys were, those were Frankie. all, Brock was down there at that point too. Like, oh. just in the history of wrestling, some of the biggest, most jacked guys. Sean O'Hare had one of the probably best physiques at, yes. at one point, it just shredded and, and big. Yeah. It was, I just, man. But I remember just specifically seeing him just like, man, this guy's just height wise, people don't understand. With, like, I always say, like, with like Wade Barrett, Stu Bennett, even him, and like even when he's thin, his frame—you're so much larger than regular human beings. It's right. It's people don't say. I always laughed when like Kevin Nash down at Bio Accelerator went down, and we got to hang out a bunch. And people like say, "Oh, he's thin," or he's like, like we see him in person though. The guy's a giant. Like even him, thin he's is, the is, one who taught me that. He is the one who taught me that. Really, he goes, "No matter what, you got to get this out of your head, Matt." He goes. Because I just got called up. He got, he got hurt, or, or I forget what he was, but he was down at uh, OVW with us for some reason for about a week. And he he's good best friend, not best friend, but good friends with Jindrak. And Jindrak knew what a, knew what a uh, Nash mark I was, right? So he introduced me to Kevin, and Kevin took to me right away. You know how cool Kevin is. Yep. He brought me in the ring, started doing drills with me, trying try to show me how to work big, because I still didn't know how to work big yet, right? So we went out that night, had some drinks, had something to eat and stuff, and he started talking to me. And one of the things he was telling me was like, Dude, tall plays out big on TV. Always remember that. He goes, you don't got to weigh a certain kind of weight. You have to look a certain kind of way. And don't worry about what your weight is. Don't worry about if you weigh more or less than these other guys. And he said the same thing. You being lean, all right? People always talk about my shoulders is what Kevin says. Kevin's got these football pads for shoulders. Yeah. And no matter how lean he gets, his shoulders are always super wide. And on TV, it looks monstrous, even bigger. And tall for whatever rhyme or reason, he's right. He was right. Played out, always played out bigger than in real life on TV. I was so going down there because I never, I'd met him once or twice uh, when he came, he would come to TVs when I was up there just to pretty much come see Hunter. He, he wasn't really, if they did do something, it, it, right. but never knew him. And uh, we got to spend the whole week down there for the stem cells down at Bio Accelerator. And man, it couldn't, he was legit. Him and Scott Hall, Razor were my two, one of my two favorites growing up. 
And uh, yeah. it couldn't have been like you meet some of the guys in the business, and sometimes it, it it's it's not sometimes, yeah. yeah. And it was like the guy is, I was like, he's cool. just cool, man. Cool, cool is like the, the 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 perfect word. And instantly, like he had the same sense of humor. We laughed. Yes. The, whole, the girls down. We laughed from beginning to end. Like, but like at the end, he was like, um, we went to the airport when we left, and but we did. He did the podcast, and we. We did like a three-hour podcast. It was all over the place, and it was hysterical in the hotel room. We were only allowed to have one <laughs> bottle of wine. They let us have one because you're not supposed to drink with the stem cells. And be, both of us wanted to drink the whole time there. We, <laughs> but he goes, he would, like, we had a moment. He goes, man, he goes, were you? Because we, we were like kind of the, the trial guys that went down there for the wrestlers, for the stem cells. It kind of opened the door to get some more people down there, which a lot have gone. And he goes, were you prepared to die? And I go, well, I go, I've had 11 of these. I go, I go, I was prepared to die when I started these in the States. Cause I, I go, it's, <laughs> they injected that in five of my discs. It, you're not a high, but you, if you get an infection in your disc, you're dead. And I remember the doctor had to tell me that. And I had to have five here. And then I went there. I go, Kevin, I go, if I, I go, I've turned into a 95 year old man when I left. They told me I needed a shoulder replacement and a five disc fusion. I go, Damn. I go, I would rather, I go, I've had a glimpse of old age. And I'm very thankful for it because it's made me more sympathetic and understanding and of towards and respecting even, even though I always have been, but I just better understanding because I've lived it and felt it. Right. I go, I would honestly rather almost probably die than have to live the rest of my life in the pain that I was in. Cause man, it was otherwise it was pain pills and it would have been a bad route and surgery and, and wouldn't have been able to do like the physical stuff, which I love that it to me is such a mental release, but we had that moment down there of like, like, we just want to fucking feel good. And Kevin's 60, 61, man. He looks better than most of the guys now. Right? But like I, it's, man, it's just something. It was, I was so glad I got to actually experience that with him down there because it was, I was like, I feel like I legitimately lay. I was like, I wish I wrestled in his era. <laughs> oh, bro. If we, oh, it would be the life. We would, oh my God. Yes. It, yes. I feel yes. like I came along at the wrong period. <laughs> Me and you both, my friend. I um the coolest thing about Kevin real quick to to, to cap this is um he give you the shirt off his back yeah. right I I had I had a a friend of a friend all right just to make this clear Kevin's never met this person a day in his life and they were doing a GoFundMe because I guess she lost um, her job and Christmas was around the corner and they were doing a GoFundMe and I just texted it to Kevin and some other people that I know some friends and whatnot dude. Kevin gave, and he didn't want me to say this, he always wants to remain anonymous or whatnot. Kevin gave, like, the entire GoFundMe, like, what the, really? the limit was set at. Dude, he doesn't even know this person, right? He is the nicest person. I'm being so sincere when I say that. He really, you already know. You, you know him. He'll literally give you that shirt off his back yeah. for you, man. He, he's such a good dude, man. I uh, And I will say, and, and for me, the chair shots I took were always to the body. Smart. The in, in WWE really restricted that and where it wasn't even allowed to the head. If they do, I think everyone, I, I don't even think it's allowed anymore. It wasn't for a long period, but, okay. and I've talked to like Rob Van Dam a lot and had them, I've had him on the show and, but like that whole generation of guys took so many chair shots, man. And seeing Kevin and talking to him is like when in, is you start getting up there in age and like, mm -hmm. and I know I've, I talked in, with stone cold and had, and he's, he's sharp as a, as a knife still. And, but those mm -hmm. guys all took so many chair shots that that's the stem cells down there. They inject it into your spinal cord. We're seeing it. A lot of the UFC guys that have brain damage. Cause those guys all are messed up. And it, so this can work to what? Like reverse. Cause I've had 21. I'm not joking. Registered when they started registering concussions. Yeah. 
because I had three really bad ones. So then so many of them after that were so easy to happen for me. And I stupidly always would take the chair shot to head, not putting a hand up, really yeah. stupid of me. But I'm donating my brain to science when I'm dead. I've already you know, signed that certificate. I'm a huge believer in the study of this stuff. But I've never heard this. Are you telling me that stem cells can help that as well? Regenerate the brain, absolutely. And they're doing it. Like Matt Hughes is a guy that- Wow. Man, I'll get you in contact. I think, you know, Austin Aries, and he was on, Austin is now oh, the director of, of athletes of working like with uh, people and getting them down there. Like I'm going back in April. They're giving me, man, this company is, I've had 11 I've, with my insurance and I've had to pay quite a bit here, and, but the okay. procedures in the States aren't as strong and they're great. And I'm not going to, my doctor here, Dr. Baumgartel has saved my life and my quality of life. And, but it, I didn't so significantly, BioAccelerator contacted me seven months ago, eight months ago. I just had to get my plane ticket. That was it. And they, they're giving me the treatments on what I need. And that was where I jumped, where I, my back pain completely went away, the rest of the pain wow. that I'd had. And then my shoulder, I have no cartilage left in there, but I'm now working out and doing things. I'm almost like, I know I can go back at some point now. Can you shoulder press? Yeah, I could shoulder press now. But I, so the thing is, I, my shoulder will grind. I, I have the most uh, advanced level of arthritis. I have the shoulder of an old man. The cortisone ate all the cartilage away from, and it's my fault, oh, and nice. I trusted the wrong people, and it is what it is. But I'm now dealing with that, and it was there was a lot of complications when I left of atrophy and of a lot of areas, and then I've worked with the top rehab people. That's but right, man. man, this company down there is like, they're sending me again. They I contacted them, and I go, I'd like to come back, and can you tell me what this is going to cost so I could plan this out? And and they go, they're sending me back down here in April, hopefully, God, you know, willing the travel and everything. And, uh, <laughs> but I'm like, they've given me back my life essentially because it's so much stronger Hell over there. Yeah. But they're injecting in the spinal cord, Matt, and it's re it, it travel, it regenerates the brain. Kevin, I think, got that done as well over there. And, and I know that a lot of, I think Rob might have as well. And it, it's, yeah. I've seen it in Matt Hughes, man. He's like, went, cause he had severe brain damage from, yeah. Was a yes. lot of those fighters when they leave. It, it's not when you're there. It's when you start. You leave, and then time starts going by. These these symptoms start elevating. So, I'll definitely get you in contact if you want, just Please, to get some information. Because yeah. man, thank you. The concussion thing's a real thing with athletes. I always look at it. I go, we, our health, man. Without our health, we're nothing. Yeah. So. Hundred percent, man. And it's, thank you. And we, I think when we were young though, too, we, everyone, you want to acquire wealth and, and to go get them attitude and athletes yes. with promoters will take advantage of that. And athletes, I, I just think I was like, man, and I did a lot of stupid things over the years where I look back and I was like, what was I thinking? And, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's just the nature of that's what all athletes and competitors do. That's how you're wired. So yeah, in here. I'm curious. I was talking to Raj about this. I got to record with him, R Raj Geary, uh, for the wrestling tomorrow. The, where did the Raj back start from? I started yeah. seeing this and, uh, and it started popping up more and more. And I'm like, Raj back. And I, I, I knew clearly it was from him doing the show with me. And then people yeah. start sending the images. And I'm, it's my favorite thing ever now. <laughs> it's always you piggybacking about yes. it. Yes. All right. So, <laughs> so me and Glenn Rubenstein, he's uh, there's this host on uh, Raj's Wrestling Inc.'s website's uh, podcast that we do, uh, host show for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And we bang out a podcast every single night after those episodes, right? AEW as well. And 
whenever Raj isn't on, I'm like, oh, where, where's Raj, Glenn? And he's like, you know where he is. I'm like, no. And this is the time I didn't know you, he was doing your show, right? And he's like, oh, he's on Ryback's podcast tonight. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, Raj would start to say it as well. Like, when Raj would be on the show, he'd be like, Yo, you know, I was on Raj, you know, talking to Ryback on his uh, podcast, you know, like, totally name dropping you. And then, and then, um, the other night, like, uh, like just a typical example of this is like we have a super chat room, and they start going dying laughing every time, you know, we bring up. Uh, uh, basically, Raj has quit his own show to go join yours, um, <laughs> and we're we're sitting there doing his show in the interim, and and uh, so that's one of the fans started like just randomly put in there, uh, where's Raj back tonight? <laughs> I just lost it. That was the funniest thing ever. And then Glenn took and Glenn took took it and ran with it. Uh, and uh, you know, so many of the fans in the chat room that make these little whatever oh, you call yeah. them, artwork things and whatnot, the memes. Yeah, and then <laughs> boom, they started flying out there. It's always to to try to just mess with Roger a little bit. Roger's a good dude. Love yeah. him to death. Love him to death. But I love screwing with him too. He's my buddy. Man, that's one of the things I was in in doing this. Because I think, too, it, times have changed in wrestling, whereas, like, I remember when I even first left and got into podcasting, and I, in doing this, and I've learned so much, but the wrestling reporters, and I think sometimes, because for me, it was, there was always so much negative in it. In Same the, here. Yeah. And, and I know why, it, 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 but it's negative with everybody. It's what it is. It, it's, but it, it, you don't even, ideally, you don't even want to look at it, but you just kind of group everyone together, but you can't yes. do that. It's, no. it's like fans. You no. can't assume that because there are a portion of negative, angry fans that act a certain way. Not all fans are like that. A lot of them are, are right. awesome and respectful. But And I know for me, I've had to remind myself over the years, in my head, I go, work hard and be nice to people. I have to just like, because I, I have this anger in me sometimes towards the, <laughs> toward, where it's like, it, and I'm sure you're very much the same, where it's like the, the Hulk from the Avengers trying to be sophisticated. <laughs> and I'm trying, as I get older, I'm trying to learn how to harness my anger where before it was just like, fuck everybody and it made me a lot of money but it's like i'm now trying to like reason and like no you can't continue acting like this or it's, it's very unfulfilling and where you know, that person's not talking shit about you online that's coming up to shake your hand to just say hello they're a big fan they're they're not like they're but i would do that at times where in my head i would think and i was never mean but in my head i was like oh, i bet that person talks shit after you know <laughs> but the wrestling i always assumed like you know the the dave melters that that would make up these right. false stories you can't help but to take it personally at times and i've gotten much better at it as i as i've gotten older but like when i met raj he's nothing like that he's he's anybody's no. a good human being and it, it just comes in i and i realized that really early on when we started recording so i love recording with him what I always respected about Raj from day one is like that dude won't put stuff on his website yeah. unless it is like sourced by multiple sources. He'll never just use one source on things um, as well, which I always thought was pretty cool because as you know, there's some dude, whether it's WWE, uh, AEW, any of these wrestling companies, right? That isn't getting the push that they want, brother. Yeah. So what do they do? They call their wrestling buddies that own the dirt sheets yep. and put themselves over gratuitously and bury everybody else yeah. or and just do stuff like that. 
and that that part of it sucks, right? But what you're saying earlier is true. I learned the same thing that some of these, you know, you don't even call it dirt sheets anymore, but these wrestling websites, they're not all the same. And the guys that run them and own them, they're fans just like me and you were yeah. before we got fortunate enough to be able to live out our childhood dreams and do it, right? Absolutely. I've tried to like open myself up to it more and where I, I ultimately just want people like Raj, like when you do, you report and you just, it, it, there's a, a good sense to it where unfortunately not everybody's yes. like that, and, but yes. it's, it's the way the world is. And I remember dude, there's so much odd in wrestling. I remember like early back when I was, yeah. whatever you want to call it, getting pushed in the main event scene. And like, I remember the thing, came out that, you had the rocket brother. Yeah, but I, dude, there was a story that came out that Brock Lesnar beat me up backstage and gave me a black eye. This was like, what? yeah. And I, I remember, <laughs> but so I got hit on a pay-per-view with me and Camacho. Uh, it was, I had a two on one match with, with Sin Cara, who was, who was Hunico at the time. And yep. Camacho, and it, Camacho was the first one. It was a big thing because I hadn't been taken off my feet yet. Camacho was the first one to give me a forearm where I was bumping on, and it was planned. And it caught me in the eye and busted my vessels in the eye, and, but it looked badass. And I told him before we did it, I go, fucking hit me. So yeah, I get taken yeah. off. Like, I, I'm all, oh, I don't give a shit. I love it. And But it busted my eye. And then, like, a few days later, a week later, that story starts going and I start getting messages and, and Brock Lesnar kicked your ass. And, but I was like, I, at the time, and I just, I don't, I don't have time for this stuff. I was so busy, but I, and I look back, I go, that's very odd. How would that come out when that's ridiculous but stuff like that would happen all the time with things. And so it makes you wow. kind of have that negative attitude at times towards just, but I've, I've learned now, not everyone's like that. And, that it is what it but is. But still, that's really up there. I've never made it to your level, obviously. But so I don't know what it's like to have something that far off of the truth. Like that's like 180 degrees Dude, of the it's, truth. And it's on TV of how it <laughs> happened. And my eye was, I was like, how? But people will believe anything. They read on that. And But I got to say, man, you've had, you had a hell of a career. I, I always, in, in leaving and going over to <laughs> TNA and the things, I always looked at it. it, it, it and I was reading even more about because I know – you were planning on going back. I think was it 2014. Yeah. yeah. But I've always learned. I was like, to me, the guy. There's not a lot of people like you on the planet that are also good at professional wrestling. And so <laughs> it's. Uh, but I think I thought you had a hell of a career. And everything you Thank did. You, so I, you, nothing Thank you. to be ashamed of. And I always Thank look you. at it as roles. I tell people we all, everyone that wrestles, it's just all roles that we're playing essentially. And you were very believable, which is the whole point of pro wrestling to me. So it is, you know, what's wild. And I don't know if you've seen it yet. Cause you've, you're, you know, you're still like, not that, how long ago has this been since WWE? Three and a half years, a little over three and a half years now. It's still, okay. So it's still, but it's still somewhat there yeah. as, as time, more time goes by, maybe you've already experienced this, but when you go out in the real world, I hate to tell people and wrestling fans this, but they do not know the difference between, John Cena and like some of the current stars of today. Yeah. Uh, um, and if you just, it's weird. You think as a wrestler, for sure they do. And the wrestling fans definitely do know the difference. Yep. But little kids, the jobs, um, government, for example, yep. uh, you name it, they don't really know the difference. They could tell you Hulk Hogan, I know. I know yep. Ric Flair. I know John Cena. That's really about the extent of it in the real world. Yeah. So I don't know what it was. I, you know, I always think life gives us these paths. We have these paths in life yeah. that God's put us here to do. And I don't think we truly always know where it's supposed to go. I always thought I'd be a lifetime wrestler. That was Same. what I was here to do. And then 
God willing, I'd be able to use it as a vehicle to help maybe inspire kids and things like that that grew up with ADHD like I did in special education. Maybe that's what it was, I always thought. And my dad always used to tell me, he's like, you don't know what it is. He goes, I guarantee you it's something even bigger than that. You just wait. And uh, I was like, oh, he's kind of hating on me being a wrestler. I don't get it. You know, I yeah. made it. You should be stoked, stoked for me, right? Yep. And that's not what it was. He was right, though. And it was his politics it, it was is using you know what we had as that massive vehicle to to the popularity that we have with our social media and getting word out on certain things that you want to get word out on more importantly be role models yeah. and then you start to look around your community man and, and you start to say well wait a minute here i can do a lot more good with this than i that i first at first thought i could right and then you pull that curtain back of, of who makes the decisions around, especially when you become a father. Yep. You pull that curtain back and go, who's making the decisions around here? Oh, you have a city commission, five people that make the decisions on everything that happened in the city. Well, I don't think they're doing a good job. And then it's like, all right, well, shut up, big mouth. Put your money where your mouth is. Yep. Don't be an armchair quarterback. You didn't like when people do that to you when you were a wrestler. Don't do it to these politicians. Get get out there and do something. Put your name in that and beat them in an election. And then you go do better, big mouth. That's what I told myself. Yep. And then I, and I, and I, you know, praise the God I did. And here I am. And it's mindset, man. Cause I think in two, and that's inspiring. Cause a lot of our generation, I think we've had enough. It's kind of uncharted territory with, cause pro wrestlers, unfortunately, especially people that have worked for Vince and, and, and just in general pro wrestler, it's a rough lifestyle. It's not the, mm-hmm. and it's not the most lucrative for the majority of people either at the end of the day. Right. And it doesn't transition right. to other things. And unfortunately, we see, and to me, and I never wanted to do this, and I got to experience it doing independence for two and a half years when I left until I had to stop with Sophie with everything that happened with her. But I feel like a lot of wrestlers, and they'll hold on to that lifestyle and that because it's all that they know and it doesn't transition. That's all they know. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. It's like, it's like most, most no. athletes. And, but just knowing that guys, it, it, they die young. It has, the track record hasn't been great. So it's inspiring to see that there's people that are leaving and leaving wrestling and having success outside of it. And, you know, you're going to have your John Cena and your Rock that go on. They're a rare breed, and, and the, the roles they played allow yeah. them to get in transition, and they're hard workers, and, and they're running with it. That's not everyone's case in pro wrestling, unfortunately. And it's to see you, you've had the mindset, though, to take wrestling and then – go on and do other things. And I think like you, but you're doing the work at the end of the day and you've realized that it, it falls on you to do the work where in wrestling kind of, you can show up and do what you're told. You can make money and it, it's, you have yes. to work really hard, but you're, it's kind of a, it's a very mechanical life you, you can fall into. And it's kind of structured. Whereas when you leave on your own though, it, it's, it's on you. So that says a lot about you, how motivated you are internally. Cause the, the history has shown the majority of guys can't do it. That's awesome. I appreciate it. It's a good word, mechanical, by the way. Yeah, you're right. But you're 100% right. And, um, you know, even to get to the dance, or even to get to WWE, I don't care who it is that's made it there. For the most part, they've gotten there, and you've gotten there, and I've gotten there from crazy work ethic, yes. right? Well, it's just like anything else. Your business right now, you're crushing at it because it's the same mindset. Yeah. Of, I'm going to outwork everybody else that's in this industry, and eventually it's going to pay dividends. Yep. It's the same thing with any walk of life. No matter what your job is, you still have the ability to control how hard you're willing to work at something. You don't need to be smart. You don't need to be funny. You don't need to be the tallest, the shortest, the fattest, the strongest, the skinniest. It doesn't matter. Those are things that you're born with or you're, you can work yourself up into. But the thing that you can control no matter what is how hard you're willing to work is something, right? Yeah, and patience. And I always, too, 
Because I think, dude, with wrestling, and it was for me and stepping away from where I was in the prime, and for me, I always, and having Gary Vaynerchuk and people in. That, oh, that's the man. The man. Oh, I didn't know you like Gary. Oh, dude, awesome. he messaged. I, I tell this story on you, so I'll tell you what, man, true story. How big did you mark out? I marked out huge. I talk to him. He, dude, he's huge. put a post on me. The uh, This was like maybe like six months ago. He made a post on Instagram. Maybe it was a little sooner. And he's messaged me, and we've talked a few times on there, but he, he put a tweet out like, Yo, getting ready for something uh, for The Rock. Hey, Ryback, I need you to train me. And I just popped. Ah! I go, on one of Gary's posts, he gets a lot of traction. I go, that's badass. He messaged me, though, man. No joke. It's crazy the timing of this. I was on a plane coming back. This was before any of my stem cells. I was physically destroyed. My arm was atrophying. I was making great money on the independence, and I'm very thankful for the first two years. But I remember just being, I was, no joke, and this is, Sitting on a plane, I probably had twenty something thousand dollars in cash in my bag from uh, weekends of, of shows from live event. <laughs> no, this was, and I never have felt more. Um, and I just wrote my motivational book that came out, and my supplement line was getting ready to launch, and I was so lost and confused because physically I was losing what I, I've had my whole life, and it was kind of dwindling away, and I didn't know how long I was going to be able to hold it together, and it was very scary because. This stuff all cost a lot of money to start the supplement in particular. And I got on a plane and it's crazy how life works out. And I, I'm trying to do my social media stuff. And I hadn't committed the way that I did now, but I was still very active trying to figure it out. And I opened my my DMs on Instagram and it's, I get a message from Gary. And he, it just <laughs> says, keep doing exactly what you're doing. And I just remember like, look, I, I no joke. I message him back. I go, are you fucking with me? <laughs> <laughs> and because i didn't know he goes keep doing exactly what you're fucking doing you're the next one like just saying like as far as it gave wow. me it was like that boost of confidence wow. at the time and then i've always remained confident but i was just physically so beat up and i didn't know what was going to happen with me on that and it was it was very depressing and, and gary i go man and I've talked, and it's to get someone like that behind you, that, that guy. Oh my God. He's the Messiah on positive thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah telling the truth, it. telling it like it is. He cusses. Yes. I, I just, no filter. I love him. And yes. I was like, so I'm glad you like him because, but that was like motivating for me just, just to, to know that someone of that caliber was like, I was like, okay, patience though, where I was getting at with this. Everything takes time and leaving wrestling and doing that. You're not going to always, that success isn't going to transfer right away to things. And sometimes, okay. You'll have people talking shit. I remember hearing it. You're a loser. You're going to fail at this. And just, I just remember thinking your book sucks and this, and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I just remembered like most people that are successful in selling, it took me years in wrestling before I got my break of killing myself and for things to line up. And I go, I have a business. All I need to do is just like, I have to learn how to turn a profit with my business. That's the goal. And I remember I, and I started doing that fairly early on and had some setbacks, but it was patience. And then finally, yeah. it just finally started going. But a lot of people don't have that patience and you have that patience as well because you, you have to understand you just don't all of a sudden become super successful overnight in anything else like that. No. So but a lot of people don't understand that. And it's and dude, the hardest part about this, right? Back, it, it, this is where people lose out on is, and you know this, and I'm, I'm hoping we're going to get into this because we both share this in common is the law of attraction, right? What we yes. put out to that, what we send out to that universe, we were supposed to be able to get back. And you have to legitimately really believe in it. Yeah. Legit put it in your head. You know how it works. All right. Well, a lot of times people 
they lose that when it's not going their way. Yeah. And so they completely take themselves off that frequency of making it come true and making it come to realization. Right. And they just completely shit the bed on it by moving to something new yep. and giving up on it. Right. And they completely take themselves off that frequency that they were correctly on in the moment. And then they, they take themselves off of it too quickly instead of continuing to just say, nope, nope, nope. This is the path yep. I'm supposed to be on. This is going to work. And you know how it is and start to really legitimately put it out there consistently and be grateful for every single thing that we have yeah. down to the basic things, the roof over your head, the shirt on your back, food in your cupboard, whatever that you've got to be able to do to get back on that right frequency of putting the stuff out there that you want in your life. You can legit go have it. All of it. All of it. But I think too, a key thing I learned along the way too, and, and I want to talk because with the wrestling world and the whole law of attraction, but but focusing on problems, I realized and I early on when I and I had a lot of problems with my supplement thing, and I had I had to cut out some people from my life because I found it that was yes I was talking about my problems to and it was they were sharing problems and then I was reciprocating my problems and then oh, it was man, we're yeah. focusing on our problems and then more problems started appearing and I'm like I've worked at this so hard and it's constantly at work but there, I was missing elements oh. I'd, I'd gotten off track. Because yeah. I, the problems were taking over. And then I, I remember a book came to me in my P.O. box. And and it was, I don't know, to this day, don't know who sent it. Dr. Sue Mortar's book, The Energy Codes. And that was the one thing I got from the book was talking about problems. And I had her on the show. This show's just pretty much been one big therapy session for me for three and a half years. You've had, time out, you've had her on your show? Yeah. She's been on. Well, I gotta go back. Yeah, I gotta go back. Dude, she's, she's brilliant. Damn. And she was the one, as soon as I talked to her, no joke, Matt. Bioaccelerator contacted me for the stem cells, my body issue. Like it couldn't have been. I'm like, things that would happen were happening before started happening again. Supplement line all of a sudden made, does a major turnaround and becomes profitable. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, it was because I stopped focusing on my problems and then just started fixing things and fo- putting my energies in a more positive way all the way. And you got to commit all the way to this stuff. All the way. That, hey, that, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. That's great. You caught that about the other people and their problems and you sharing it. Yeah. It's making that snowball negatively. That's impressive. You caught that. Most don't catch that. No. because well, well, I think too, man, we always hear and you see it with the most successful people. They talk about you are who you surround yourself with. And I think it's really mm-hmm. easy doing when you're talking about something, taking the action and actually backing it up. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you are who you surround yourself with. And then I'm looking like, well, I never fucking examined who I'm, I don't hang around a bunch of people to begin with, but the people that I did, I I actually had to go look at this and I go, wait a second. And, and I think too, you got, you got to start valuing your time with the more you're trying to do with life, because it's like, I I could see now right away when I meet somebody and I know that nothing against them. They're just not where I'm at right now, and it's not. And I know that won't be mm-hmm. a good fit for me, time wise, energy wise. We have to be sure. very protective of who we let into our lives because it's that energy could fucking turn our luck around really quick. I'm terrible. I, I'm horrible with that. Because you're a I'm good guy. I think it's, that. That, it's, it's a tough thing. That. But that's my wife even says things to that effect. Not not as you know as, as eloquently as you just put it but around that same subject though of matt you're one person you can't be everywhere at once you've got to learn to start telling people no matt you have to start change my life you want to you know don't you want to be better at this versus being spread so thin by telling everybody you'll be there and you'll do this you'll do this you'll do this you'll do this you do this and you're never happy anyway but when you're doing it matt why what are you doing stressful yeah, you got to learn to say no so Man, that's really cool you caught that. You know, too, and you're in a position, too, where I think, though, people don't understand. The family life alone is prioritized. It takes takes up a lot of time. It's a lot of focus. I think, too, and it, I learned for me, 
I just looked at everything like I'm doing. I looked at, I go, okay, what am I doing? What's the number one most important thing that I'm doing that's going to fuel everything? And for me, it was the supplement line. That is my bread and butter as far as that is the backbone of everything I've built. And then in the podcast and things, all these other things are under that priority wise for me. But I got my priorities really, really in order. So then I know time wise that when something's pulling me and distracting me, if it's not in that funnel of, of where the energy needs to be, it, I, I have to say no. And it's no hard feelings. It's not. But it, yeah. you're in a position, though, where you it's much different, I think, though, because of who you are, where you at times I can't. But there are times where I can and I need to get better at it. Yeah. And it's because everyone, <clears throat> essentially, everyone wants a piece of you where, where you're at. And I think you're an approachable, yeah. likable guy and give off a good energy. And I, that was something too I found with people. When you tend to be a positive person, you attract a lot of people around you with that. Yeah. And it could become very stressful at times. It's, yes. It, yes. I know. It's, so I've learned uh, with that, it's like you got to be so selective of finding the right minds around you because it, it, it's otherwise. It's really? Yeah. Seriously, that's a really good catch, man. I mean, serious. What a good catch that is. I don't want to take up all your time. I know you're you're busy, but I wanted to talk to you too about uh, just the from a guy of just you've been in shape your entire life. I feel like diet and mm-hmm. working out. What has been for you the the best thing? Because I've seen men from you coming on tough enough that just huge, and but like you've evolved over the years, and like I feel like you look your best now as you've gotten yes. older. What have you learned that that's helped you as you've gotten older in this whole journey? I remember having this conversation that I'm about to have with you right now. Um, while I was wrestling in OVW with younger talent that maybe I was there like what, maybe a year or whatever. So these guys were there for like a week. Right. And then I remember when I made it up to SmackDown. And then I remember this conversation I'm about to have with you multiple times is my point throughout my journey. Right. And the conversation is don't worry about the weight on the scale. Worry about what you look and how you feel. And if you're someone that's into, you know, strength and how strong you are in the gym, focus on that as well then. Right. And I would say that. Right. But still in the back of my head, I get to a certain way, like, oh, no, that's that's, that's not enough. I got to go back up again. This is ridiculous. Nope, this isn't working. And I wouldn't take my own advice. And um, so I would say it wasn't until I went to TNA. um, If you remember, like they passed all that stuff. I think it was Senator Henry Waxman at the time that mandated uh, drug testing, I think is the way it worked. I forget how. I just know that. They mandated drug testing. There, there was no steroids in the business. I was like, well, this is really good for someone like me. I'm always going to be tall. I'm always going to be over 300 pounds. Maybe, you know, I'll get more opportunities now because certain people will lose their size, yep. you know, right? We have so the same mindset for, on this. <laughs> for, for someone like me, this is good. This is great. This should be good. And so I stopped worrying about the weight room and started really focusing on my in-ring, right? Yeah. And really trying to do, do a better job of telling stories in the ring and my promos especially really try to work harder on those, right? But now that I've gotten out of wrestling, I didn't have that that gun to my head anymore that I need to be in the best shape because I'm going to be wrestling in my underwear this week on TV, essentially, on yeah. TV, right? Like we used to have that pressure on you. So Pressure is a huge stress being on TV definitely. every week and it's, it's yeah, a real right. thing. I remember switching from the singlet to trunks Towards the end there, and the stress went up right, tremendously. Wait, you, 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 dude, you look humongous. You should have kept that. You look jacked. 
Yeah, but but to be fair, your singlet was your was your niche. It also separated you from every yeah. other muscle guy as well, too. So I see that too. The, the was singlet a, was good also because you have a few muscle. beers and still look jacked up a body, and uh, you have the weight belt on, and you're you're good. Whereas in the trunks, you got that diet has to be on point all the time. I remember telling my wife, I'm like, this dude's back is enormous, and chat, why is he covering this stuff up? He's huge. No, that made sense. And the, and still with your singlet, though, as your strength still. Yeah were put out there you're right but i would say so now without all that stuff right no more gun to the head i gotta be in the best shape of my life and you think i'd be i'd get old big and fat and love my life that's not how it worked i started getting out of shape i got a big gut and i was like oh boy this is not good so i I started motivating myself by entering um npc uh men's uh classic well first physique shows and then now classic physique uh, competitions where uh, once two to twice a year I'll do a show okay um, and it makes me stay in shape it makes me have to go to the gym every night it makes me do fasted cardio in the morning it makes me eat clean it makes me drink two you know two gallons a little slightly over two gallons of water yeah it really does and it, it, it's not the same kind of pressure either it's something fun that I like doing and um I know I'm not gonna ever win any of these shows I don't plan on turning pro or anything I just enjoy making my body to be the best the best shape that it could possibly look and i just compete against myself from the last show and i line my pictures up from show to show and say did i beat my last show did i beat my last physique that my package that i brought on stage yes or no and that's how i answer if i did well or not so i've been digging that what a tremendous mindset i man i really really to me that's inspiring because i i i've had to learn too over the years to try uh, because i was always very competitive, but learning to just be competitive, I, I think it actually can be very detrimental to people. But having that yeah. mindset of competing against yourself and being your best, it's so much more fulfilling at the end. So that's very cool that you have that mindset. And you know what's so hard about body, the bodybuilding business in general? And again, I'm not a bodybuilder, but I'm, I, mean, I do physique shows and competitions, like I said, which is you want to be you're a little bit leaner and whatnot. But is that the judges, you don't know what they want. They don't even know what the hell they want. They change their minds all the time with what they're looking for. So because of that, eventually, my first show, don't get me wrong, I went in and I'm, I wanted a place. And, you know, I, I did place. I like four places, I think, my favorite show, my first show. But it was from that moment on then I realized that these judges really don't know what they want. I'm much taller than everybody else on these stages. Yeah. So I have that working against me. So I need to be realistic about this. And then I started to realize I just need to be able to beat, like you said, beat the last version of myself. And that's good. That's good enough. Yeah. It would be beneficial, I would feel like, though, for the mayor to win, though, for the judges. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. I always ask everybody on here. I know you're busy, man. Just one piece of advice for the listeners that you can leave them with. uh, Whatever you want on whatever it is that helps you the most in your life or that you want to leave people with. And this is, it's again, I think I led with this maybe, but um, I don't want to sound repetitive, but it's, this is the best piece of, of information that's been given to me and I've been able to live my entire life up to this point. Being a father, you know, living living out my childhood dream, being a wrestler, now being in something I never thought I'd be involved in. And that is, no matter what you become and what you do in life, always try to be good toward others while you're doing it because you don't know where life's going to bring you, who could help you. And more importantly, you're going to get nothing but good things in return. That's the way this universe works. Yep, absolutely. Be genuine. Yeah. 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 Great advice, Matt. I love it, man. 
If uh, we're on social media, the best place, anything you want to go ahead and plug to wrap up? Oh, yeah, thank you. Um, at BP, Matt Morgan, BP, like the gas station, yep. BP, at BP, Matt Morgan, Twitter and Instagram, and on Facebook, Matt Morgan for Longwood. Good deal. Personally, very proud of everything you're doing, man, and keep it up. Thanks, uh, you're an inspiration to everyone, thank so thank you. As well as you are. Keep crushing that business, man, and this podcast, man. You're thank taking you, over. Thank you. All right, guys, See we'll you, be right back after these messages. What's going on, guys? The big guy Ryback here with Feed Me More Nutrition. Check us out on feedmemore.com or Amazon. You can actually save 10% on Feed Me More Nutrition at feedmemore.com with discount code PODCAST10. One dollar of every sale on the website goes towards Three Square and feeding the homeless. We have our new fruity cereal, I So Hungry, our mango candy, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, and our Brain Feed Brain Support. We have supplements for men and women using only stevia and monk fruit, no aspartame, no sucralose, no artificial colors. We have something for everybody, guys. Get hungry, stay hungry, feed me more. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com Feed me more. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. Welcome back. Big thank you to Matt Morgan, the blueprint mayor, Matt Morgan. And uh, really, really thrilled to have him on the show. It's been a long time coming. And... uh, the cool thing, there's so many people I want to talk to on here, and I get messages from people, hey, I want to come on the show, and it's great, and I, I'm like, I try to balance it with other things, too, and, and reaching out to people and, and having a mix of not just uh, pro wrestlers on at all times and, uh, and reaching out to different people, different sectors, different uh, areas of life, and uh, getting a message from somebody on the old coronavirus, so... It's uh, a lot of strange things happening here, guys, though, overall, and uh, talked about it with Matt, I think, well, the best thing to do is just take precautions, 
the virus, I think, like we've said in healthy people, is um, you got to treat it serious regardless because it is serious for a portion of people. And uh, keep a positive outlook. Try not to get caught up too much in the media and the news. Um, they do things for solely for ratings. And uh, even the, uh, the truth they are able to mix in, it, it's oftentimes filled with a lot of other bullshit. And um, they want you to be scared. And, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but fear and true fear weakens the immune system. So why would our media, with this virus going around, want to weaken everyone's immune system? They don't give a fuck. So don't give a fuck about them by watching. If you want to see, we'll find out anything we need to find on our, our Twitter news feed. Anything I'm telling you guys, follow a couple um, reputable sources on there that you feel that you can get trusted information for. Keep up with it that way. Just keep the TV off that shit. It's not going to help. Everything we need to know, we have access to and we can control it. And But when you watch their shit, that programming, absolute trash. The people that run it, they're all trash. All trash. Numbers and money. That's all they care about. The uh, trying to see what I want to go ahead and, and talk about this week. I got, I'm going to do a, my thought of the week here and uh, this whole, the coronavirus thing. I think the, the smart thing too, guys, just to kind of wrap that up is uh, being prepared at least for a couple weeks. If you can, if you can, and obviously not everyone can afford to go buy two weeks worth of groceries, but get what you can. And, uh, and like, I'm going to just cause we don't know what direction this is going to go. And, and it may come down to a point where, you know, Hey, they want everyone staying, staying at home as much as possible. And, uh, they don't want people going out, uh, uh unless it's absolutely necessary. And so we you just got to be prepared and, and nor do you just till there's more information. I think it, it doesn't hurt. And I know every, everybody jokes about the people going out and buying, all the toilet paper and, and waters and things of that nature, but not from the virus itself. It's from the things that are happening around it. And again, though, and if you have people that are maybe susceptible to this, that, that won't do well with it, possibly, why would you want to leave your house? So you want to make sure you're, you're stocked up. So I get it. it and it makes it, it's, it's understandable. Now there is some ridiculousness in some things, but it's, uh, we just, uh, I think we just got to keep a positive outlook at the end of the day and uh, remain cool, calm, and collected and uh, and realize that no matter what, everything's going to be okay. I do want to say, I want to do my review of the week from my book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time. Having a business, guys, by the way, I got to turn my phone over because I got to do the review. I actually got to do the review. So I see the notifications just popping up and people messaging me and then recording the show, I'll get done. And then there'll be a hundred messages on my phone of various. And I just have to sometimes just shut that shit off because <laughs> it's got a million things I got to do. And I, I, it's like, ah, let's relax here, everybody. Let's relax. I do want to do a review uh, review of the week here. Uh, the winner of the review will get a copy of my book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, my motivational book available on and Amazon in paperback, audible, and Kindle formats. This week, uh, our winner is Deadshot89. The review is uh, five stars. Thank you very much. Uh, I've been a fan of Ryback for years. I find his podcast quite interesting. I love his positivity and what he has to say. I also love his views on the wrestling business. He's a pretty smart guy. Great podcast for fans of the big guy or wrestling fans in general. Thank you very much, Deadshot89. 
I try my best. And uh, go ahead and set a screenshot uh, of your review. And uh, if you would like a copy of the book, or we have Feed Me More Nutrition uh, Premium Tank Tops, small to 2XL. Uh, your choice, we'll just send that with your address or shipping address that you would like uh, the, the product shipped to. And I thank all of you uh, for your reviews. And always encourage you guys, if you could leave an iTunes review, it, it is very helpful for the show. And the goal is to get to 1,500 this year on that by the end of the year. So we're 4.5 out of 5 stars on the ratings and reviews. That's a very solid uh, number on that. I would like it closer to 5, but obviously that, you know, maybe I I got to figure out a way to make up that 0.5. Got to bring some more value. All right. Big thank you to our sponsors here. Real Good Foods. Paying the bills. Uh, Real Good Foods, guys. Realgoodfoods.com. Save 15% with discount code Ryback. Um, they do have I'm going to, they have new ice cream out, you guys. I just got the a little bit ago. And they got the cauliflower pizza, the low-carb keto pizza, enchiladas, breakfast uh, sandwiches, jalapeno poppers, bacon wraps, stuffed chicken breast. They got a lot of really, really good stuff. A lot of that stuff, too, you can stock up on during all this to have food in the freezer. And uh, that lasts for a long time, too. They're a good company, man. They just launched their ice cream. I'm going to read you guys a little bit about this. This is, uh, their ice cream is the first ever better for you ice cream that is made with real ice cream ingredients and delivers that real ice cream experience without the carbs, calories, and sugar. Unlike other light ice creams, ours is super thick and creamy and doesn't have a chalky or icy texture. Um, let's see. That's, uh, some notes here on this, guys. Their real ice cream only has four grams of sugar, extra creamy, and it's available at Vitamin Shop nationwide. And online, as I said, realgoodfoods.com, where you can save 15% with discount code Ryback. And it, but it, it will be available here now, everywhere. So I, at, the, at the vitamin shop, sorry, in Real Good Foods. Also, they're going to be holding a sweepstakes where anyone who snaps a picture at vitamin shop with their ice cream will be entered to win a trip to Atlanta to see their ice cream facility and get to try the new flavors that they're working on. Their second place prize is winner get to $500 gift card uh, at vitamin shop. In third place is five additional winners will receive a month's supply of ice cream. So you snap a pic with their ice cream at Vitamin Shop, and you'll be entered to win one of the above prizes there. And I would tag them there on social media, Real Good Foods. Guys, and again, realgoodfoods.com. 15% with discount code Ryback. Fuel Meal is my personal meal prep service that you can save 15% on with discount code the big guy. Signature and custom meals available. They do meal prep at your doorstep. They take the guesswork out of it for you. You get your meals, you know your calories. You can mix and match. You can you can create your own. That way you can bring a, a meal or two to you at work or wherever. Again, fuel meals, guys, great way. Load up on some meals and uh, throw them in the freezer. Those things last for for quite a long time. And uh not a bad little idea to maybe have have some of those on hand as well. Feed Me More Nutrition, my personal supplement line created by me and endorsed by me, the big guy Ryback, available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. You could save 10% with discount code PODCAST10. All new customers, you could save 20% with discount code NEWCUSTOMER at checkout. Right now, it's probably going to be ongoing for a bit. Uh, on our iso-hungry grass-fed whey protein isolate, on our milk chocolate, which is fully in stock, and our fruity cereal, we're giving you guys 25% off with discount code ISOHUNGRY25 on the proteins. Uh, I ordered six of them to my house 
for me just the other day with everything and i'm probably uh, in all seriousness gonna probably order at least three or four more uh just to have protein in the house and throw them in the cupboard and i'll use them regardless but uh just with everything and i and i i personally went got a bunch of rice and beans and like organic pinto beans and black beans and refried beans and different things um that I eat on my diet, vegetarian diet to begin with that are going to last. And, uh, the protein powder is something that it, two years, the shelf life on that stuff. And it usually can go well past that, but from what you got to put on the expiration, but it's a great way to have protein in the house. And when you're being conservative on food and, uh, having the protein powder and there's, it's not a bad thing. And that obviously I just, we're giving you guys 25% off on them. We're not making a lot of money on these at all giving on, cause it's one of our more expensive items, but I think it's a good idea to stock up on at least. I honestly, I think having a couple of them on hand, uh, it's not a bad idea personally. And you know, I'm an asshole and I ordered it's my company. So I ordered six of them, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that's going to be ongoing. I see people are, are raising prices on certain things and I'm just like, fuck off. That's not, that's not how you do shit. It's not give a discount, let people be able to get it. And let's get things back to normal as soon as possible. All right. Moving on. My thought of the week this week, guys, take a look here from my book here. This book, I wake up at feeding time, guys. I always wanted to write a motivational book from all the books that I've read and, and give you guys a little bit of information. I think this really lets you into my mind on, on, um, there's a lot of different topics in, in this book and to give you a little bit of information on each one. And, and the goal of when writing this book was, was writing this book for wrestling fans and for people starting out. I wanted to give you guys a really good uh, first motivational book to open your eyes to other books. And because reading is a never ending game. You just don't read a book and you stop. At least not for me. I, it's a never ending game of learning and, and keeping an open mind to learning. I wanted people to read this book and come out of it going, man, there's so much more I want to know about stuff, like about life and, and interest and things of, of what has helped me be successful in my life. Uh, and not to say that every section is going to be beneficial uh, to everybody, but I really, really think this could provide a lot of value for you guys. And uh, a lot of it's common sense stuff, but it's sometimes it's a lot of stuff we don't think about. And uh, one of the books, one of the little sections I had is a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And I'm just going to read you guys a couple little things here. When you have a fixed mindset, uh, you stay within your comfort zone and choose to attempt tasks that they, uh, you know you can achieve so as not to fail in front of others. You avoid new opportunities or tasks if they believe they may not, if you believe you may not do well. You need to price their intelligent, need to price their intelligence or talent, uh, respond to mistakes as failures. When you have a growth mindset, you view new tasks as opportunities to learn. Uh, pick tasks that may challenge uh, you rather than staying in your comfort zone. And you accept that mistakes might happen uh, when you're trying new tasks. And, and for me, keeping a positive mental attitude as much as possible goes hand in hand with having a growth mindset and not letting fear rule your decisions. And, and fear exists and fear will always creep into our minds. But I think it's overcoming that fear and again, challenging ourselves um, and, and just taking chances and not being afraid of you see the most successful people, they're, they're not afraid of, of the, what other people's opinions are because it's irrelevant. It's you, and when you have the right mindset and you do things for the right reasons, um, it just allows you to live life and to, to constantly grow and evolve. And it's keeping that open mindset that, that learning is a never ending game. And 
just something I'm trying to think of an example to give you guys. I remember there was like in wrestling, a lot of times some guys, a lot of guys don't like to get in the ring and, and work on things because with everybody around, because wrestlers are some of the worst fucking human beings at this where they'll be very judgmental. I'd see, I've seen it time and time again. Well, guys will get in the ring and try to work on something. And like, it's almost like the, uh, some of the talent will like laugh at it that these guys are trying to get better. I remember there was something I was working on a arm bar thing and learning the setup for it, which is all footwork, which I had a little trouble because of my gimmick foot and my balance. Cause I always had trouble when I had anything I had to do on a single leg to kind of step over. But I remember I was like kind of in my head at the time. I was like, man, everyone's going to be looking around watching me try to figure this out. And then I just remember, fuck that. Who gives a fuck what any of these fucking losers think? And that's just how, and then again, you do it. And I learned it and it was easy. But it, that's the mindset. Like when fear creeps in, you over, and nobody's losers, but that's how you, for me, you fucking overcome a little bit of fear when it creeps in and you fucking, you do it. Um, but it's having that growth mindset of constantly wanting to improve and get better and not, Worrying about what all the outside noise is going to think. Cause that outside noise, no outside noise is going to be there regardless, no matter what. And that's my thought of the week this week. We got our new feed me more nutrition half gallon jugs in. This is my water down. I've drank so much of it. Mango candy. I got to go make my, uh, my breakfast here. I haven't eaten yet. Got up early today. So knocked out a bunch of recording and, uh, we got, we got a lot left to do, but big thank you guys for listening as always. Uh, all fan mail, please send to P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. I got some more stuff coming for Ryback TV. If you guys want to send any hot challenges, uh, I know the hot ones, YouTube and Instagram, Roger has sent over more chocolate bars. I got now, I think I got two different chocolate bars in there that I got to do, but they're they're deadly. And he sent two lower ones, I believe, so that I could work my way up on those chocolate bars because I digest them. And they, they have a ton of, I know the one, the Nemesis bar has like 30 something Reaper peppers in it. That's going to jack my stomach up if I'm, I'm not ready. And, uh, to complete that challenge, which I know I could do, but I may have to chuck that one up after just because that's, um, which, but I'm getting, working up my tolerance to handling hot stuff. So I'm hoping I don't have to do that, but that one's definitely going to be a big challenge with the plutonium number nine. Those are my two biggest challenges I have coming and. Uh, for the youtube.com slash Ryback TV, some people asking, why aren't you doing those yet? Because where do you go from that, guys? It's called working up. It's building yourself up. Getting over, brother. You just don't jump right into the main event right away. Because then when you have the undercard matches after it, they don't mean as much. We're building up. We're going to keep you intrigued. And I'm going to keep that going as long as I fucking can. So either you watch or you don't. <laughs> All right. Ah, let's see what else, guys. Uh, personal videos for me, cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. All uh, media inquiries, just shoot them to my business email, the big guy at feedmemore.com. Uh, let's see in social media, guys. I'm the big guy Ryback22 on Instagram, Feed Me More Nutrition on Instagram, Conversation with the Big Guy, and Ryback TV on Instagram. I'm Ryback22 on Twitter, Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook, Ryback247 on chat, uh, Snapchat, and the big guy Ryback22 on TikTok. I think we're about to hit 200,000. On there in a very short period of time. Thank you very much, guys. I always do my food for thought uh, little video on there most days and uh, try to bring a little different content on, on there as well. So thank you guys very much for listening. Be safe. Stay healthy, guys. And uh, you know what? I'm going to read it on this show real quick before we wrap up. Guys, we're coming out with a new formula. Our um, kick out immune support is in the works right now. And our Pumplex City is also going to be out in the next couple of weeks.
and uh, but I'm coming out with a badass immune support. I've not been sick in near almost eight years, and uh, I've had a couple bouts where I almost did, but I just upped the dosage of this stuff, and it keeps your immune system strong. And I want you guys to be able to go out and get this. I did. I put it on my YouTube as well when I did a uh, for the ISO hungry discount. That it is on YouTube, but on here it's, for the kick out immune support, guys, go to Amazon. You can actually buy these ingredients individually. I would say you could probably get this formula. I don't know if you're buying all the ingredients individually. It might be 40, 50 something bucks. I don't know. It might be more. Um, but I'll tell you the three important ones to get. The, but they're all important. Vitamin C, 500 milligrams of vitamin C, 50 milligrams of allicin, uh, echinacea, 400 milligrams, ginger, 125 milligrams, ginger root, and astragalus, uh, 500 milligrams. Guys, for the immune support, you could go buy those uh, ingredients individually. The vitamin C, allicin, and echinacea. Buy those bottles at the least if you can and take those once to twice a day. And uh, I'm telling you guys, it, it will strengthen your immune system significantly. It is as no bullshit as nothing is with Feed Me More Nutrition. It works and uh, it's better to be safe with all everything going on. And we're trying to rush and get that out as soon as possible so that everyone has it an all in one bottle that is not available right now. Any immune support, there's no formula like this. So, and Allison is a badass ingredient from garlic that most garlic in, uh, supplements don't contain a lot of Allison, if any, and Allison is actually the magical ingredient in garlic. So with that guys, thank you very much for listening. You've just listened to another episode of conversation with the big guy, Ryback feed me more. This is Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and 